Hello and welcome to the podcast on the assessment for the Level 7 Certificate in Patient Safety Complaints Advocacy. My name is Raymond Watson. I am the Assistant College Director and also the Head of Online Learning and also the producer of OTC Podcasts. And with me today is Brendan Collins, who is the course tutor for the certificate. So hello, Brendan. Hello, Raymond. How are you? Okay. Um, So Brendan and I is going to talk you through the assessment for this particular course. And what we're using, we actually have two documents in front of us that you have access to. The first document is called Assessment Guidelines, which is a, a Word document. And the second is a slideshow on the assessment itself that you probably will be talked through in relation to the, and you may have been talked through or whatever in relation to the, in in class. So effectively, we're going to talk through the guidelines, use referring back and forth to the slideshow. So I'm going to ask Brendan questions along the way. And again, if you think there's any questions at the end that you would like us to talk about in the podcast, just let Brendan know in relation to the assessment we can get a podcast together. So, Brendan, I'm looking at the guidelines and I can see for this particular program, there are four parts of the assessment. Will we talk through them in order? Please, that would be the, the best approach. Yeah, okay. absolutely. There's, uh, you don't want to say anything overall at the moment or do you want to leave it to the end? No, we'll, we'll, we'll say something overall Yeah, at the end, if that's okay. I, I suppose just to... Um, alleviate people's concerns if people have uh, any it may look quite large from yeah. the outset okay um, so um, those of you who have attended the workshop you have heard me heard me say that the best way to approach this work as with any large piece of work is to approach it in sections so small bites rather than one overall approach because yeah. that would be overwhelming for anybody so Within the the four different sections, part A, B, C, and D, there are subsections within okay. those sections which we'll be looking at. So it's you, it's more manageable in that way. So just to stress that to to people, and then if I could just say that there is no requirement for people to include everything that they know and have that they've learned in the responses, simply because the word count won't allow it and time won't allow it either uh, so it's just impossible so you have to you have to be you have to choose what it is you want to say about particular topics but we'll talk more about that as we go along excellent brandon thank you very much uh, that sets the scene well so we'll go to part a which is worth 30 percent and has a word count of 1800 so can you talk us through part a Yes, by all means. Uh, This is, yes, made up of three three sections, but the overall topic is, and it's entitled there, is to evaluate the role of the PSCA, as in the advocate, in empowering advocacy in the health service system based on the statement above, which is a statement by Mongol, Long and Fahar that people will see. It's a quote that we've made reference to. Uh, in uh, the uh, workshops and also it's from the module as well and so people will be familiar with it and it's there they can read it themselves so they re- they considered that quote and in answering this question ensure you cover the following areas so there's three distinct sections 
and this is what I was saying about the subsections. Yeah. So the overall section is evaluating the role of the PSEA, and here are the subsections. So the first part A is describe the key characteristics required to be a PSEA within the health service system. So in other words, what you need to what you need to be, what you need to do to be a PSEA, an advocate within the health service system. And we would have done this exercise the very first day we met in terms of what is advocacy, people reflected on their own definitions, we did group work, we then looked at um, course materials, we looked at the competency set, uh, we looked at material from the workshop. So there's a wide choice for people to make. And in a way, that's what I was talking about earlier about the challenges around this, that they're not going, people are not simply going to be able to talk about everything. Yeah. Um, so a way of doing this is maybe making reference to the very first exercise that people considered was what, what's their definition of advocacy and what does that mean? Yeah. Or then at the end of that, that particular activity in the workshop, we asked people about their values. Yeah. What values should they be bringing to the work? And people highlighted really excellent types of values. So that might be a good starting point. But the thing about it is really is that where, you know, whether you're looking at the competencies, which is a good place to go, or whether you're looking at the course materials, so you'll see that in the handouts and the presentations, there's direct, you're directed towards um, different sections of the modules to choose carefully. So maybe consider maybe four or five characteristics or traits, no more, because otherwise you won't have the, you won't have the space mm to write about them yeah. you'll only end up listing yeah. characteristics and that's not a discussion no, you're no. not evaluating you're not saying well these are really important or they're not important or whatever okay um, so that's the first bit so you need to decide well which characteristics do I think are important when we come to mark all of this work we're not looking for a precisely correct answer what we're looking for is that people have given good consideration to this work so one person may say, here's one set of characteristics that I think are important. And another person may say, well, here's my, what I think are the characteristics. And they may be com not completely different, but there may be differences. So it's important to stress that once you can support your answer with reference to the module materials, the competencies uh, from the Department of Health, then that's all that matters. Oh, very good. Yes. So that's the first bit, the yeah. section A. Then, in terms of B, you're asked to relate the advocate's role in the making and progression of a complaint effectively to full conclusion and resolution, ensuring that you identify the key supports required by a service user, a patient, a family member to achieve resolution after a complaint is made. So once again, what do you need to do in order to resolve a complaint? You're not going to be able to cover all the steps and all yeah. the activities. So once again, four or five things that you would do so you can yeah. have reference to your service your say um, or if there are other approaches that you think that should be undertaken that's absolutely fine but how will you reach resolution what mm -hmm. are some of the steps you're not going to get to cover everything which is absolutely fine and um, so that's very practical it's very yeah. factual and then c you look at two things you look at the benefits first of the role in achieving the above aim. So basically, what's good about the PSEA role, about the yeah. advocate's role? 
So people make reference to the fact that it's focused, it's specific there to support people who have a complaint, an issue, etc. And then there are the boundaries. Yeah. So boundaries are really important. Professional boundaries, as we know, with mm. all our the work that we do in health and social care, boundaries mm. are critical. And particularly if you're working closely with somebody, this is this will have come up in discussions yeah. during the workshops and with different speakers. Mm that we need to be mind this professionally. Yeah. And there is re there are references to a uh, author by the name of Cooper in the modules, and that's a quite a good place to go. But you may have your own professional boundaries. For instance, if you have a nursing background, you may have these clearly defined, and you can make reference to those. Once again, I would say, uh, in terms of when you're looking at the benefits, two or three benefits, and then likewise the boundaries, two or three boundaries okay so when you talk about professional boundaries you may be talking about you know agreeing with the person when they should contact yeah. you uh, what you can actually talk about and not to yeah. share personal information with the person things like that okay a lot of it makes common sense really excellent brandon thank you so basically what you're saying is one this is a level seven certificate so therefore what we're expecting from the student is not the ability to list at all Precisely. with no depth but to provide focus on each of those elements that actually provide depth and shows their clearly their understanding. Most definitely. And I, I suppose that it's also the understanding and it's also the knowledge breadth. Yeah. That there's this, this depth to yeah. understanding which you're making reference to, but it's also where can I apply this learning? Yeah. How can I use this learning? So yeah. it's not just within one specific context, it's yeah. in a number. So that's why people can make reference in passing to yeah. their own direct experiences as well as referencing the, the course materials. Okay, very good. And in referencing the course materials, that's okay? Oh, Is absolutely. Uh, I, again, that's a, that's a really good question because one of the things, um, as we all know, this is a short program. It's a special purpose award. Yeah. So people don't have the luxury or time yes. to research beyond the course. Mm. Now, if they do have time to do it, that's great. But most people are very busy. Yeah. This is a limit, time-limited course. Um, so all of the references are in the two modules yes. and in the associated readings. We would also say to people, you probably have reference documents literally on your desk that you, make, that you refer to in your work anyway. You know policies, procedures, etc., that are maybe distinctly uh, that are distinct to your work or area of responsibility are broader out to the say, for instance, the HSE. So you can make reference to those if they're available to you. But there's no requirement for you to read beyond the course by any means. Excellent. No, no, that's good, Brandon. Um, we'll move on to Part B. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk the students through. The part B, yeah. which is worth 45%. Yes, and this is, if anything, this is probably the more applied aspect of the of the assessment. Uh, to date, we have had three groups of um, course participants who've completed this assessment. And it's really interesting because w when it comes to this section, uh, there's similarity in that people uh, are quite accustomed to writing reports, for instance. So they have a, a, a large collection of information that they have to condense into a short report. And that's a skill that many of us have in health and social care. We either learn about it in our um, 
in our initial training, our initial education, or we learn about it on the job. But there may be a particular style of uh, writing up reports. And this is what you're, the uh, people are asked to do in this case. So they're presented with a case study uh, about a gentleman called Michael. Um, and he has, shall we say, negative experiences of a stay in hospital. Um, and it's quite quite lengthy. Uh, the, just to say, Michael's story has been used throughout the, the course of the programme on a couple of occasions. But that's, that, that's just as a by the way. So you're asked to do a few things with this case study. So obviously you read it and you take note of what are the main things. So the first thing that you need to do is section A is you summarise the case study in one paragraph and then identify the key issues arising from this case study. So a paragraph saying, these are Michael's experiences. Again, you may not catch everything and that's absolutely fine. But what are the main things? What have you taken from the case study that you would say, here are five or six things that are really, really important. Or you may say, here's the one thing that's really important, but no more than five or six. And then the key issues. The key issues in this case are really what, what are the things we need to address? So here are the things that, has, that have happened to Michael that he's experienced, but here are the things we need to address. And it's self-evident. It's almost written for you. Um, not, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that it's easy, you know, in a, in a simplistic way, but it's, if, if you're accustomed to this, it's, it's self-evident what needs to be addressed here. So those are, that's, that's a very applied aspect to it. So then next section is B, describe the rights of a service user, patient, family member uh, to complain within the health service system. So what, how would you promote these persons, a person's rights to do this? What is supporting these rights? So for instance, people may make reference to legislation, the Health Act, for instance. Um, are there other rights that people have? The UN Declaration, for instance. So it's up to you to decide you know what are the the main um, supporting rights uh, that support a person in, in doing this again this is not a legal discussion it's simply here are some of some here's some of the legislation that supports a person's rights uh, to complain and again it's only a, a short paragraph the next then is you know uh, c explain the uh, psca's role in this case study and specific to the case study using the HSE complaints process and the possible outcomes, for instance, and your service, your say. Again, just bringing uh, people through the main steps that you would undertake with Michael or his family members and are his family members in relation to resolving this using your service, your say. Again, you won't be bringing uh, a person through all the steps. So again, four or five of the steps, what might they be? Um, the other then is uh, section D, describe the role of the PSCA if the person wanted to go to one, the Ombudsman, two, professional body, or three, an independent review. You do not have to address all three. So you can choose what would you do if the person wants to go to the Ombudsman, if that's where you want to focus on, please. Or you may prefer to talk about professional body, great or if you want to talk about an independent review. There's no requirement to talk about all three. In some cases in the past, some people have done this, and it's just creating a lot of work for people. Again, it's 
trying to squeeze a lot of information in, into a small section. So just choose one. So you might go for the Ombudsman, for instance. The Ombudsman produced a report a number of years ago. You might make reference to that. And then there is E. Uh, how would you uh, ensure compliance with external and internal requirements around confidentiality, data security and storage? In other words, GDPR. So what's, uh, how, do you, how do you manage that? So again, good professional practice. This is something people are doing every day in their work. So just make reference to that. Really what you're showing is that you're familiar with and um, quite happy to work with good professional practice. And then finally in this section, uh, section F, how would you share your learning with other PSEAs and the wider health service system to ensure better outcomes for service users and service improvement in the future? And that's entirely up to yourself. So for instance, you may say, uh, I might share my learning with um, uh, colleagues uh, on the, this particular program. I may come from a, for instance, a department where I work within a complaints department, for instance, within a, a, health, a health service setting. So at team meetings, we would discuss this. Or you may be part of a wider group where there are journal articles written, for instance, uh, for a group of people. So, the, you know, it, there's, a, there's, there's choices here. So you can be quite creative if you so wish, but always remember to protect confidentiality and anonymity of the, of the person. But again, that's something that everybody who comes into this program knows about. Um, so it's again, think about how you might share the learning. Okay, thank you, Brendan. That's pretty comprehensive account of part B. That is a word count of 2000. Um, just in relation to this, the one question I would have would Please. be in relation to aid F, so you have six parts, yes. Would you refer to the case study in each one? Do you yeah. need to do that? Yeah, yeah keep referring back. And that's your, that's really, and again, that's a really good question, Raymond, uh, because it's easy to kind of go off on tangents. Yeah. So, yeah, your focus is always about Michael yeah. uh, and or his family. So okay. if, it, if you want to literally not keep it simple, but keep a focus on it, um, imagine that you're supporting Michael all the mm. time. So you're bringing Michael through this. Yeah. So if you want to keep naming Michael, yeah. <laughs> that's one way of doing it because it's a way of rem reminding yourself that this is about the, p the person. Yeah. It's not about necessarily a whole group of maybe people who may or may not use the mm. system, which is, that, there's nothing wrong with that. But in this case, it is about a case study. So you're okay. quite correct. Keeping Michael central to the, to the process. And again, that's about being person-centered, being patient-centered. Yes. So that's part of, that's the part of the underlying values that that drive this uh, assessment. Indeed, this case study. Yeah. Excellent, Brendan. Yeah. Thank you. Um, part C then looks yeah. very interesting. It's skills demonstration. Can you talk us through part C, which is worth ten percent? Yeah. So this will take place at the very end of uh, people's. Um, uh, participation in the program it's actually called day six uh, of the program so it's it's not a workshop day but it's it's allocated as such so what will happen is that people will be allocated a time probably alphabetically and we can negotiate that if, if it's the time doesn't suit people uh, that goes without saying but what will happen is that um, each person on an individual basis will either meet with myself um, or Claire 
um, uh, Claire Hopkins, who's the programme coordinator of this particular programme, are indeed another person, another staff member from the Open Training College. Um, and uh, one of us, uh, you meet one of us, and we will uh, act out, pretend to be somebody who has had a negative experience of the health service system. So I may talk about my experience of how I was treated, almost like being a Michael, for instance. Mm. So I tell my story and all people need to do is engage in active listening. Mm. There is no requirement on the part of people to resolve this because it's only a short exercise. And the, the assessment is based on um, uh, active listening. Mm. So if you see it here, it says, demonstrate the ability to listen effectively to a service user, patient, family member, to enable them to articulate their needs and prepare their story. Okay. So you want to listen to the person's story because after you listen effectively, and again, this is something that people do all the time. Yeah. This is second nature, if not first nature, actually, mm. to everybody who's been on this programme. So you simply listen. Yeah. Um, but then after that, you go away, write up a short description of the what you've heard. Yes. Not unlike the case study, I tend to call it an overview report. So an overview of what you've heard. Again, you're not going to capture everything. But a short paragraph, as if you're writing it for your line manager, for instance. And it's just a report to say, this is what happened in my meeting with Brendan, for instance. Um, and... Um, the uh, you you the, you just do that in five hundred words. Okay. So just to explain, this is what happened. This is what I heard. There may be some some uh, d agreed actions after it. In that uh, you may suggest that well, this is here are the next steps we should take, etc. Okay. But don't feel obliged to do that. The most important thing is to listen to what the story is. Um. So uh, the other part of this is just to say, and again, we'll be talking about this at the workshops, is that it will be videotaped. Mm. It won't be intrusive. It's just a camera behind, behind us, well, behind me. And it literally is just to provide evidence for um, the external examiner and the QQI process to show that the, each person undertook this skills demonstration. The only people who get to see it are myself as the marker, um, as the assessor and likewise Claire as the program director and the external examiner uh, Louise who does all the admin on this may see some, just a small part of it just purely when she's putting it up on files but won't be looking at uh, any of the major pieces um, so it's just to reassure people it's not for uh, it's, it's for very limited yeah. and bounded uh, viewing by its, its named people and that's all it is and once it's seen by external examiners, it's, oh, it, it's deleted. It's absolutely. It's deleted yes. once yeah. it's gone to um, yeah. Yeah. exam board and your results being confirmed. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a interesting part of the assessment, part C. And that ability to listen is absolutely fundamental to the role um, of a patient safety complaints advocate, is that ability to listen. And not only to listen, to actively listen. Very much so. Which is a rare skill, actually, in modern-day society, I and, always find. And if I may, yeah, um, just on the basis of that, um, and it's uh, without putting pressure on people, because people will do this naturally, 
but there may be um, aspects of um, day, uh, uh, day five where we spend a whole day talking about communications and there are different um, small tips that are highlighted uh, uh, through that process that people may want to think about. You don't, ha I wouldn't like people to put themselves under pressure to remember, oh, I need to do the following. But there may be some aspects of that oh, yeah. that, can, that people can bring into the, mm -hmm. the process if they so wish. It's not a requirement, but it may be something. So for instance, there's one that comes up quite a lot. It's a process of, you know, if you're working with somebody, it's called chunking and checking. So you're chunking bits of information, but not so big that you're overwhelming somebody. So you're chunking rather than giving people a whole ream of information. So chunk, so here's some things I'd like to tell you. So here's three things I'd like to, you to understand. And then checking to see if the person understands. So it's, it's really good. We can use it not just in this process, but for instance, we could use it as people who support people in their learning. Oh, yeah. So checking with people, you know, here are three things that we're going to tell you now about a topic and then checking to see if they understand what we've been talking about. So it's a really good strategy. And so people come away talking about this. Mm -hmm. So you may want to consider that, but it's not a requirement. It's just a, a, hint, a tip. It's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. the three things you've just told me, Brendan, are... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, for example, is that the skills demonstration focuses on active listening. Yes. Secondly, is there will be role play within the workshop of the final day where people will be videoed in relation to their ability to actively listen and then provide a 500-word summary uh, for the assessment. And finally, part number three of this chunking is the you will be provided in day five with strategies and tips around communication that you can utilise in day six Absolutely. in relation to your assessment. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. So, thank you very much, Brandon. Praise from Caesar. So, um, yes, on the slideshow. Yeah, just to talk about, uh, just to bring people's attention to the presentation, the slideshow yeah. that, um, uh, you know, and we'd be just to, you can see it there where it says assignment structure. Yeah. And it's just a breakdown of the word count. And this is on page seven yeah. of your of your slideshow. So if you have that, uh, that's if it's page seven if you printed it out you printed and you have six off. slides per, yeah. per page but it's just after it, it, it'd be clearly stated as assignment yeah, structure it says assignment structure yeah. there's a picture of a laptop and a book exactly. and a pen yeah so just to say that this is this is only a suggested word count but it gives an indication of you know the the, the boundaries in terms okay. of how much you need to allocate and so you can see that we're suggesting um, uh, an introduction of around 200 words thereabouts. That's just to put your work in context. Yes. So you may want to use the quote, for instance, that we, we were talking about, um, or just some initial thoughts, hmm. um, just to put your work in context. And then uh, the assignment part A in terms of evaluating the role, there are three sections to that. Hmm. So there's, uh, in all, you, you have got 1,800 words. Yeah. So we're suggesting 600 words per section. Yeah. Now, we're not going to sit down and count words in that way. Yeah. So you may find that you do 400 words for one part oh, yeah, yeah. and you know 800 words for another. You know how this works. Yeah. But just to give you a guide in terms of how this works. And then likewise, for the second part of the assignment, part B, 
uh, there are six parts so you may want to just think that you know you've only got about 320 350 words mm. per section um, so again just keep an eye on it so that you know so you're seeing that you, you you're quite limited yeah in what you can talk about so just choose carefully uh, what you what it is you want to say and we're suggesting a conclusion of around 200 words yeah but there's no requirement to go beyond that because the structure of the assignment is more like a project so it's not like an essay where it's you know you go in and start talking about maybe three or four things and then come out of it again this is there's a lot going on so the the um, introduction and conclusion are just thoughts on the on yeah. the subject matter yeah um, and uh, so that's that's the that that's basically it in all you know. so in all you're talking about four thousand words okay. generally speaking that's excluding the five hundred word report this is just the two main sections but it'll go quickly and um, the uh, we do have a policy as you know Raymond on the word count uh, within the, the college here but because this is um, people are only submitting once yes normally when people go over the word count they, they have a chance <laughs> yes they have a chance and they have a discussion with their their tutor yeah. in this case all we can do is ask people to stay within the word count yeah. because they won't be submitting yeah. uh, again, again because it's a special purpose award which is absolutely fine yeah but we would be saying you know keep an eye on the word count but it's because again it's not just good academic yeah. practice it's actually good professional practice okay. as well Nobody wants to be reading reports that go on forever. No oh no! More writing them. Precisely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's exactly it. No, so just to just them. to mind just if you find, however, that you know there's, you've got so much to say and so many things to say and it's you're quite passionate about it, uh, just contact me and we'll have a chat. Okay. Have a chat <laughs> with your tutor, uh, Brendan. Uh, just, I suppose, just a quick question uh, from looking at this, and it's all very clear in relation to part A and B. In and so you have part of A and B, which is the introduction, part A, part B, conclusion, reference section. In relation to the report, how do I submit the report as yeah. a student? The, the report, um, really what we're suggesting to people is that you complete the main body of the assignment. Yeah. Okay. In the way that we presented it there, well, that's in terms right, of the assignment yes. structure, and then after after the reference section, you can then put in your report. Just put heading report. Precisely. Part um, C. Report. Case study report. Yeah, case yeah. study report. And I'll, I'll, we'll be able to find that. We we'll know what that means. Yes. So Don't worry about. Oh, will we be able to find it? We will. And then the other bit, continuing on from that. Yeah. Uh, we ask people to complete a very final reflection, which is part of the online discussions. Oh, excellent. But the, the reflections are, again, it's just a very short section on the learning experience. Yeah. So whether it's the learning experience from the online discussions or whether it's the learning experience overall, it's for you to choose. Okay. Um, so just to say that. And that's, again, it's just put, you can clear. place that at the end of your work. Excellent, and that, that relates to part D. So yes. part A, B is the assignment, part C is the skills demonstration Absolutely. with the added report, and part D is the online assessment. Yeah. Um, so the online assessment, uh, you will be given activities online, which is a group activity, yeah. and a reflection piece, and you'll be guided online. Very much so, and uh, there are two bits to that, those. Yeah. We call it an online activity, it's like another discussion, yeah. it's just phraseology. But the first 
uh, part. The first discussion is about you know the values that you yeah. bring to your work, and it's you know it's nice about the mm. kind of things that get you up in the morning. Almost yeah. you know in terms of being passionate about your work and as an advocate or whatever work you have to be doing at the moment because in some cases people may not be technically be advocates yeah they may yeah. they may advocate on behalf of, yeah. of people but they may not have the title of advocates um, but that's fine but the work that you do what are the values that you bring to your work um, and then and the second group activity our um, uh, online discussion it's uh, you know with the people that you're you each it, it, all of the overall groups will be divided into smaller groups excellent so yes. maybe about four or five people so with this with the second activity with the group that you're part of you will um identify you'll be given a, a, a suggested groups of people to that you may need to support such as um people with disabilities people who may be deaf uh, people maybe from the traveling community you know how would you support people or people maybe with uh, literacy difficulties? So you're asked to consider, you're, you're asked to choose a group, okay, from, a, from that list, and then to come up with solutions and suggestions about how you would support um, somebody from that group effectively so that they would feel included and supported. Again, it's only, you know, very short um, insights. So you may do a little bit of research online or you may have had direct experience of supporting somebody, for instance, say, who mm. who's had literacy difficulties and may not be able to, or may feel overwhelmed by a lot of documentation. Yeah. So how would you support somebody through that? Yeah. So it's very gentle. It's just literally sharing. And I equate that type of activity to um, the equivalent of when people do group work and the workshops. Yeah. You know, where they're sharing ideas. There's no right or wrong. The idea is just to share ideas and say, hey, I think maybe this idea might be a good one or this link, I think yeah. might be interested in it. And then you all have a look at your different ideas and then you simply comment on those. And yeah. how, how do you think you did in terms of gathering your information? Yeah. No, that's true. It's a nice, it's a nice activity. Yeah. And we'll talk more about it online and through the workshop as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, that, that, ability to have a dialogue with peers across the country or in your region that are actually working in this particular area and have discussions about how you would support somebody or whatever is a very powerful learning tool absolutely you know and that yeah. ability to, di uh, to dialogue with other professionals that are similar to yourself is, is immense um in, in relation to this role the just a couple of things i'll say this my territory is the online head of online is the first is yeah you're assessed on your content your practice examples and your networking so your networking basically you need to talk to people you don't normally talk to uh, or the people within your group uh, so the ability to link with other participants your practice examples so you always refer back to practice when you're giving your examples and your content is relevant and well sourced so this isn't like a, a chat on about a barbecue no. on Facebook. This no. is this is actually we're still in in the realms of of the academic Absolutely. here. Absolutely. We're not we're not talking about tech speak or anything. The se the second thing is in relation to the the technology side of it is to ensure that you know obviously you try you know if you have issues with the techno technology side of this then. You have the e-learning team you can refer to at any time and we'll get back to you. Myself and Eva Louise will get back to you in relation to issues you may be having. 
the final thing is not to see the online as something you can get rid of. It's worth 15% of your marks. So therefore, it is worth 15% of your time on this particular course. This course is structured. So therefore, people have minimal time away from the front line or wherever you are, the management level, etc. But it's to do that, we, we provide a blended model. So therefore, the online isn't a nice to have. It's actually an essential part of the Very cake. In, a, in, a, in relation to your learning. So that's it in relation to Part D. Is there, so is there anything else in relation to Part D, Brandon? Just no? on that, uh, some people have asked, you know, what's the word count? And we'd always say quality over quantity. Yeah, for the online. But just again, as a guide, yeah. certainly no more than 500 words, just no. because otherwise it turns into another assignment. But really, you're talking about maybe 300, 350. So it's enough to say what you want to say, but again, you know, if you mm. if you find that you say everything you want to say in a hundred words and it, mm. it says everything, that's absolutely it's a skill. fine. It's a, as Raymond says, it's a, <laughs> it's a skill. And think about you know when you're speaking at meetings or sharing ideas. Sometimes when we're more succinct, that's when our best ideas come to the fore. Yeah. But similarly, sometimes we need to tease out ideas. So that's absolutely fine. Absolutely but just fine. please don't give yourself more work than is required. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. And also the final thing I would say about the online is it's not something you do the night before the deadline. Precisely. It's actually you engage with it throughout the duration of the course. So therefore, your very first day when you gain access to the online areas to look at the activities and then work on them because that develops the community that you're working within for these 12 weeks, but you're also developing your discussion and your dialogue. Richer dialogue gets better marks, etc. So you're far better uh, doing it throughout the course. And indeed, we can identify those that have rushed and just put up material the evening before. And unfortunately, you don't get many marks for that. So that's effectively it on the online. Is there anything else you want to say, Brandon? No, just to stress that um, this is a support to the presentation we would have made uh, at the workshops. Um, uh, there's, I suppose, a number of combinations that we have the podcast, we have the pres presentation at the workshop, the discussions around it, the handouts, um, the actual physical guidelines, and then also um, the tutorial support. So any, uh, any specific questions anybody has, or indeed a group of people may have, because people are connecting, you know, through their online discussion groups and indeed just uh, through other ways as well, that there may be a group question and to contact me at any time uh, through email. And if we need to speak directly, that we can arrange that as well. So never assume anything. Just always be sure that this is, you know, that this is the way to go forward. And Excellent. we can be contacted literally any time. Excellent. Excellent. And just to wish you the very best with it. We look forward to reading them when they're all finished. Absolutely. Um, best of luck in relation to this bit of work. Um, we hope you find it beneficial in relation to your role. And um, if you have any questions about this podcast, you can email your tutor. Thank you very much.